time for an emergency podcast. My name is Grayson Mann, and welcome to the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 150. Whoever is listening, thank you for tuning in. I hope you're having a fantastic day. And so if you're new to this podcast or you've been around here for a while, occasionally I like to do what we call an emergency podcast. Very original name, I'm I'm very sure. (laughs) But we do these emergency podcasts when big news breaks, like we did one with Tom Brady when he retired. And we did it subsequently again when he retired for the second time after coming back. We do it for Super Bowl winners. We do it for conference championships. We do it for a lot of different things that I feel require me to sit down with you guys, look at you with my own two eyes on the camera in front of maybe not just a guest, but just to get my words out. And in this case, with Nick Saban retiring from football, it feels like a pretty big time to be able to get some thoughts out. And with Nick Saban just quickly think off one of the greatest coaches in any sport that we have to offer. And clearly I think for college football, as it continues to change, it's growing, it's evolving. And Nick Saban feels like a relic of the past in a big way. And I, when I talked to a lot of people, the reaction that they had was, yeah, it's a shocking bit of news, but I'm not personally blown away or like your jaws drop. You're like, Oh, I could see that. I, I, I really see why he retired. And what felt like to me was the indication from most is that the way that college football is headed and where things were going, it felt like this was the appropriate time for Saban to step away. And maybe he, after a year, he decides it's not really for him and he's going to give it another short run. We'll see what happens with that. But I think for Saban, leaves behind a legacy that is going to be untouched in college football regardless, especially with the way college football is changing. There's a lot of moving parts now. A lot of more schools have an opportunity to put their hand in the pizza pie of really elite talent in college football. And I think for Nick Saban, his way of doing things and his way of running this program in this new era, it just wasn't going to really work anymore. And I think for Saban, a defensive mind in an offensive league, it worked a couple years with Tua, but they didn't really get a national championship out of him. They worked with Mac Jones in the COVID year, Bryce Young, right after. It just felt like Saban's way wasn't necessarily falling off, but I think that you could see that it was almost opposing views it was two sides of a different it felt just like things were at a standstill I think with Saban and regardless of how you feel about him whether he's crushed your team in the past or he's broken your heart in a national championship we can all agree that he's one of the best and I think a majority of you are probably listening to this podcast and if you're a part of the Clemson audience then you're here for a specific reason and we're going to get into it so Dabo Sweeney to Alabama. It's been a name that's been floated around for a very, very long time. I think since Dabo's rose into prominence in this college football landscape, his name, especially considering the fact that he's an alum of Alabama, a lot of the time when there's rumors floating around, especially with Sweeney, or there's some frustrating comments on his end where it's like, hey, I could go somewhere else or something like that. Someone's like, Alabama. <laughs> it's just the thing that comes to mind is that when Saban's gone, Sweeney is the ideal candidate to come in and keep the ship rolling, essentially. So I thought it would be cool not only to weigh the pros and cons of that and just say, hey, these are what would be really cool if Sweeney ended up going to Alabama and then ultimately reach the part of what I think isn't the right fit at this right time. And I think it fits a lot into why Nick Saban decided to leave. But we're going to just read off some buyout numbers just for context. So this is on Pete Thamel's Twitter account. It's just some buyouts for potential Alabama head coaching candidates. Dan Lanning, the head coach at Oregon, it's $20 million. Keelan DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, just got to the national championship this Monday. Uh, Dabo Swe- uh, Caleb DeBoer's number is $12 million. Dabo Sweeney's number is $7.5 million. James Franklin, the coach at Penn State, is $6 million. And Mike Norvell, 
who just took Florida State to a near six bowl. And regardless of how you feel about the playoff spot, but he's doing very well for himself there. Uh, king of the ACC in the transfer portal, I would say. But let's just go over some pros for why it works, why Alabama to Davos when he makes sense. First of all, there's some familiarity there. Uh, he's an alum of the program. He speaks very highly of his time there. It would be a logical sense. It's almost like when we're talking with Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick. Uh, it's two different situations, but there's with Patriots fans, there's the feeling that if Belichick is eventually let go or they part ways, whatever the situation may be, is that Mike Vrabel is the, the candidate to come in and write the ship because there is that familiarity because he's played there before. He understands the history, the culture. And Dabo Sweeney won a national championship with Alabama. He walked on. He really did the whole experience. He'd be able to relate to certain players and build the program. And there's that overarching pro of, hey, he'd be able to come in. There's not really a sense of, I don't know really where I am. He knows the locals. He knows the community. Uh, he is an Alabama guy. And he said that he said that on multiple podcasts that he's been on. Um, he's really proud of where he's from. And I think for Sweeney, it would make sense if it were a couple years ago. And it's very short pros list because I don't think this is a right fit. I do think there are better candidates out there, not because Sweeney wouldn't be, but I think there's a better fit for a better coach. Uh, for starters, I don't think Dabo Sweeney's in the business right now of being the guy that replaces Nick Saban's shoes. This is going to be a big role to fill for anybody that comes in and takes Nick Saban's job. You are filling the shoes of a legend, and that's a tough thing to do. It's a tough, it's not like Belichick walking his way out at four and 13 where he hasn't made the playoffs in four years. Nick Saban has been there, done that. He won a national title in 2020. He's been to the playoffs two times after that. He's maybe an injured wide receiver away from dethroning Georgia in 2021 and adding an eighth national championship to his resume. He's maybe a bad, bad draw play from taking on Washington in the national championship on Monday. There's a lot of ifs in there, but Saban was close. And so there wasn't like any fall off or anything that would indicate that it was time for Saban to step away because of his skill as a coach. So there's a lot riding on who replaces him. There's a lot of talent at Alabama. There's also going to be a lot of interest within the players own self interest in preserving what they perceive as their career. Can it last at Alabama? I, I can imagine that a lot of players right now are having to sit and make a decision on whether they're going to enter the transfer portal. As we record this podcast, I'm sure that there are a lot of players that are already probably submitting their name to the portal simply because Saban will no longer be there. He carries that much of an impact. Can the coach that they bring in handle that? And I think that transitions into the big piece, why Saban left, but why Dabo probably won't be going there anyways, is this situation that we're talking about, this NIL and transportal aspect. We've already seen a little bit of a pushback from Dabo, and I don't want to put words into his mouth because certainly he's not a fan of that, but... When you look at the way that this current state of college football is constructed, for Sweeney, he's able to build this program at Clemson the way he wants to. He's got all the coaches in place that understand how he wants to run it. He's got an athletic director who supports him, and even after a couple of seasons where they haven't really risen up to Clemson's standard, they know that this is a work in progress, and the way that he attacks NIL, the way that he attacks the transfer portal, it's not necessarily the way I think Alabama wants to attack it. And partially a reason I think why Nick Saban eventually took off is because this became too much. It became less about the football aspect and more about having to sell and constantly pitch your recruits. You got to repitch your team to the roster after December or January, depending on when you finish. So they don't enter that transport. It's a constant, constant car salesman job. It feels like, and I think for Dabo having to go and basically restart and convince 
an entire roster that his way works, especially after a year like at Clemson where they went nine and four, it may actually benefit if you're a Clemson fan and you want him to stay is that they haven't been as successful. But I think also for Sweeney, it's staying here. You just hired Matt Luke. You just brought him out of a subsequent leave of absence. You just brought back uh, Chris Rumpf. You brought back two ideal pieces. Wes Goodwin's really starting to pick up speed. You really believe in this Garrett Riley guy. You've built or you've rebuilt a staff in your image and what your culture represents. Why leave it now? So I think for Alabama and Dabo Sweeney, it's going to be a name that's going to float around until there's a name that's hired. And a lot of people have already said that that's a name that they're hearing. I just don't think it's a great fit. I think if it were five years down the road and the guy that replaced Saban was a total mess and things at Clemson still aren't working out, I could totally see then that being the logical transition. He's still not terribly older. I think he's still in his 50s. There's still a lot of things that he can achieve for Dabo Sweeney. So there's a lot of things left on the record for him. I just don't think that Alabama is the right fit at the right time. I could see it. Definitely can. Definitely could see him rocking Alabama here. Not in a couple weeks, but maybe down the road. I don't know when that would be. So if you're on that Alabama Dabo Sweeney train, I think it's probably pumping the brakes. I could see Lane Kiffin being a fun hire. Someone who's dominated the transfer portal in the SEC, even competing against a guy like Saban. He's a player's guy. He's an offensive guy in this era. Not that Sweeney isn't or other candidates on that board aren't that we listed five minutes ago, but Kiffin fits that chaos and that energy of the SEC and of college football that could really entice a replacement to Saban. But then maybe that's not one you want to go. Maybe Dan Lanning, uh, part of that Kirby Smart coaching tree. That's a replacement right there. Kalen DeBoer, offensive genius, just revitalized Washington. Maybe Alabama, a place where he'd have a lot more resources. And I think that could tie into Sweeney as well as enticing him and saying, hey, you always call it little old Clemson. Here at big old Alabama, we have all the resources to empower you to where this transition with college football, we can make it work to what you want. And we can control, not necessarily the portal, we can get more guys because of our brand and our resources. At Clemson, it's a big program and it's grown significantly in the last decade and a half because of Sweeney. But at Alabama, there's boosters and resources that Clemson simply does not have. And so it'd be interesting to see how the dynamics work with that. But I don't think right now Sweeney is the ideal fit for Alabama. But to kind of encapsulate all of this, I think that with Nick Saban's retirement, obviously he lives a really, really significant hole uh, in college football. I'm really anxious to see what Alabama does next. And I could see this process dragging out for a couple weeks just because of the gravity of the situation. So we'll really have to see how things develop. I think maybe we'll make another podcast. We'll be talking NFL playoffs, a bunch of other stuff like that down the road. But if the replacement ends up being Sweeney, you know we'll have it on this podcast, especially because my Clemson audience is so dedicated and you guys are awesome. Let me know what you think. Do you think Dabo Sweeney is an ideal fit for Alabama? And where's Nick Saban's retirement? How do you feel about it? Let, let me know. Leave me a message. My social medias are down in the description below. And you can leave a comment or subscribe to hear more. My name is Grayson Mann. Thanks for listening to the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 150. Fitting that this sort of news is the 150th episode. But guys, take care as always. Have a great day and thank you.